Good morning, everyone, <clears throat> and Merry Christmas. Now, if you're thinking, Tim, it's not Christmas anymore, is it? Christmas was last week. We've gone past Christmas now. We're kind of through the decorations and fun stage. Well, let me just remind you that Christmas is, of course, 12 days long, isn't it? And so that's right, kids. We're only actually halfway through Christmas. So there's still plenty more fun to be had. Uh, and just to help us with that, let me start by putting this on. It would only be right, wouldn't it? Uh, so because it's still Christmas, we're going to be thinking a little bit this morning about uh, why it is that Jesus actually came to be with us on that first Christmas uh, day. What, what, what was he here for? And also because it's, of course, it's Hogmanay, isn't it, that we're also going to take, take that thought about Christmas and help us think through what should our priorities be for 2024 as we go into the new year. But first of all, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you, uh, if you're over the age of 22, especially here, can you remember what you were doing just before Christmas four years ago? Specifically on the 12th of December, 2019, to be exact. I know one thing I did, I voted in an election. So I took my polling card and I put a little cross next to the name of one person who I wanted to represent me in London, in Parliament, to be my MP. So everywhere across the whole country chose one representative from amongst themselves to, to be a representative for that place in the country. And there is one representative who represents Mill Timber and the whole southern half of Aberdeen today. So he goes to London regularly and helps make decisions, along with over 600 other representatives from all different places around the whole country. And one thing that will actually happen this year, probably maybe you know this already, is there will be another election, won't there? There will be another opportunity for people to choose representatives from where they live to go to London on their behalf. Now, where am I going with all this? Maybe you noticed in those verses that Peter read for us a little while ago, there were two men mentioned for us, weren't there, in those verses? And both of these people are really, really important to understanding the whole story of what all of the Bible and all of the whole story of the world, really, are all about. That's because both of these men, both those guys in, that, in those verses, are representatives. Their names are Adam and Jesus. Adam and Jesus, the two representatives in those verses. And here's our whole point really today. Adam and Jesus are the same but different. Adam and Jesus, the same but different. Let's talk a little bit about Adam first and then we'll talk about Jesus later. Now, now Adam was the first ever, the first ever man, the first ever human being made by God to represent him to the whole world. And so Adam is a kind of representative of everybody. If everybody in the whole world, all over the world, billions of people, if everyone was one big human family, which we are in some ways, then Adam, our great, 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 great granddad is the head of the whole family. Okay, uh, have we got any volunteers? Anyone who maybe would like to come up? I'm thinking of maybe a, a young guy from Bible class or Fusion Youth or something like that. If not, someone a bit younger, someone in uh, junior church maybe. Somebody who wants to help us be Adam for us. I can wait, that's fine. Somebody who wants to volunteer. You don't have to do anything, you just have to stand there. Go on, someone be brave. 
Otherwise, Peter's going to have to do it. So, Someone from junior church, come on. Looks like you're up, mate. I thought you meant Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you think I'm young. <laughs> right, this is going to be Adam for us. You better wear that. Uh, Adam is the, is the head of humanity. That's, that's his crown to represent this. Um, so you're, you're the boss, you're the head of everybody. So imagine, imagine that the whole of humanity are around one big dinner table, right? Everybody, the whole family gathered around huge dinner table going off into the distance. Who's the person that's going to be standing up at the head of the meal to break the bread, to give the toast, to pray the prayer, whatever it is? It's going to be Adam, okay? Adam is the head of the whole family. And whatever Adam does, whatever he thinks, whatever he says, that in some way affects all of us. So just like an MP goes to Parliament for us in some way and makes decisions on our behalf, Adam represents the whole human family, every single person. Only I don't know if you heard those verses that were read a little while ago. There's a problem, isn't there? There's a problem. Here it is again. Here's verse 18. I'll read it again. One trespass, it says, that means one sin, led to condemnation, judgment for all. Or here's verse 19. By the one man's disobedience, Adam's bad behavior, many were made sinners. Adam is the head of the whole human family. He represents all of us, but he was a rubbish representative. He was a rubbish head of humanity. Adam sinned, that means he rebelled against God. He was, he was made by God, but Adam told God to get lost in effect. And that sin led to death. Death for Adam, but also death for everyone in Adam's family. So that means physical death. One day, we can't escape it. One day, all of us will die. But it also means spiritual death. Death for, for Adam and, his, and all of his family in a sense that we are separated naturally, cut off from the God who made us. Let me give you that to wear, Adam, just to remind us of what we're talking about. Sin, yeah, there's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing offensive. Adam's sin led to death. I wonder if we've got, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm risking this now, any children at all that want to come up and help me with this next bit? to gather around Adam as his family. Go on, three or four children that want to come up and help. Dougie never has this challenge, does he? Do I get to start picking people if he comes up? Yes. Brilliant. A few children that want to come and stand near Adam. Hey, Pippa heard that you weren't quick to come up the first time. You want to be a boy. Anyone else? Okay, you can keep coming while I talk. Uh, So Adam is the head of your family, children. You are his, he is yours. And that means all the children born of Adam, all of us, we are in his likeness in some way. Now, I'm really sorry to break this to you, but in some way you look a bit like, all the children here look a bit like their mums and dads, right? Uh, You might have their hair colour, or their eye colour, or their long pointy nose I don't know. One day maybe you'll even have your dad's hairline. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, Maybe you might even have granddad's hairy ears. I don't know. (laughs) 
But beyond even physical appearance, you take after your parents in so many other ways, don't you? Maybe you can be really stubborn sometimes, like your dad. Or maybe you really, really, really like biscuits, like your mum. Well, all of us, in different ways, are, are, are in Adam's family likeness, just like him. We are all like Adam. We're all sinners. We naturally choose to be selfish and not to love God and not to love other people. Nobody has to teach us how to be selfish, do they? In fact, our parents have to teach us the opposite, don't they? Uh, Our parents have to teach us how to be kind, how to be gentle, how to be patient. Because if they don't, we're not going to be good at those things at all on our own. Here's the thing, actually, if we're honest, even when we are being patient and gentle and kind, so often it's not out of love for God and real, genuine love for other people, is it? Sometimes we do those things just so that people will like us more or just so that things will be easier for us or we'll get told off less. We are in the family likeness. We're all like Adam. But it's Christmas, isn't it? It's still Christmas. And at Christmas, we remember the arrival of a saviour. We remember the arrival of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going I'm to need another volunteer at this point, someone who's going to become Jesus for us. Anybody want to be Jesus? <laughs> Come on then, Pete. Come on. I'm going to give you that one. Sorry? You can come come stand over this side, Pete. Thank you. So this is where this is where we see that Jesus and Adam are in some ways the same. Look at verse 18 again. This is what it says. As one trespass, one sin of Adam led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness, one good act of Jesus leads to justification and life for all men. Jesus is like Adam because he came as a representative. He came to be the new head of a new family. What Adam did affected his whole family. His sin led to death for everyone. That's all of us. And in the same way, what Jesus did affects his whole family, everyone who chooses to follow Jesus. Maybe you'd like to, Pippa, you'd like to come over and stand by Jesus. <laughs> Jesus' goodness and obedience brings life to everyone in him. I'll give you that one. And so although we've seen that Adam and Jesus are in some ways the same, they're also very different. They're the same, but different. Because Jesus is a completely different type of representative. He's a very different head of the family. Let me read verse 21 again. Here's what it says. As sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now there's a lot of long words there, but But here's what it's saying. Where Adam brought sin into the world, Jesus brought God's grace into the world. God's kindness, his forgiveness for us, even though we don't deserve it. And where Adam's sin brought death, Jesus' grace brought life. How did Jesus do that? Well, well, verse 18 talks about the one good act of Jesus, his act of righteousness. 
and literally his act of justice that makes people right with God. What was that one act? It was his death on the cross, wasn't it? Where he took the sin of all of those who are in his family, all the sin we have inherited from Adam, he took it all on himself. He paid for it and he dealt with it. He made his people clean of it and free of it, free to know God as as our own father rightly. So Jesus was like Adam as a representative for his people. But he was a very different representative, one who brings grace rather than sin, which leads to life rather than death. And Jesus could do all of this because he was a very special birth at Christmas time. He was the son of Mary. He was a human being. He was like Adam in that way. But, huge but, he was also born of the Holy Spirit. He was born of God. So he wasn't born in Adam in in quite the same way as everyone else ever born. He didn't inherit Adam's sin and guilt. He was the creator of the world. So he didn't rely on Adam for his beginning in the same way. So Jesus is like Adam, but so much more. He was the same, but different. So what, what does all that mean? What does it mean for us as we think about 2024? Well, I've got three three chis for you this morning. I don't know how best to say that. Three chis. Uh, Number one, choose. You must choose. My blue tack's on the wrong side. You must choose who your representative is going to be this year. Who will be your representative? Whose family do you want to be in? Who do you want to follow? Because you've got two choices, don't you? You can either choose Jesus or you can choose Adam. You must choose. And you can't sit on the fence with this one because you, you are naturally in Adam, aren't you? We've all been born into Adam. So you can't, you can't just ch- sit on the fence and say, I'm not going to make a choice. You can choose to stay in Adam and, and die in Adam. Or you can choose to get new life in Jesus. And if you choose Jesus, then then get baptised into his family. That's the marker, the initiation ceremony, if you like. Talk to to Peter or one of the elders or pastors afterwards, if if that's for you. And let me just say, if, if you're not sure, I mean, in some ways, 2023 has still got 13 hours left. If you've never made that choice, then you've still got a chance to make this year the year that you choose Jesus for the first time. Maybe you've been around church for a long time, you've never really made that commitment. But maybe you're thinking, well, I've still got so many questions, there's still doubts, I've still got things I would like to talk through with someone. Well, let me just remind you, plug it again from earlier on, the life course is probably perfectly timed for you to think that through in 2024. We've got five weeks, five big questions. Questions like, Uh, How do I make sense of life? What's my purpose? What's gone wrong with the world? Is there any hope? Um, What does God actually want me to do? We're going to be thinking about these questions over the course of five weeks. Chance just to share as much or as little as you like. Ask questions you've got. Work that out for yourself. So number one, choose. Number two, number two is church. If you choose Jesus, then you become part of Jesus' family. And Jesus' family is called the church. 
Now the church is not, is not the bricks and the roof and the chairs around here. Uh, the building is just here so that, so that we don't get wet when it, uh, when it rains. Um, yeah, that's, that's just what the building's for. The, the church is us, isn't it? It's the people. So this year, will you get stuck into the church? Maybe you... That's ironic, isn't it? Maybe this year you'll get stuck into the church. Um, maybe you only come a few times a year at the moment, or, or kind of uh, once or twice a month when it fits around everything else that's, that's busy in life. Well, here's the thing. At Christmas, God didn't just, didn't just visit once or twice, did he? When it was convenient. He chose to make his home among us in Jesus and he's still here amongst us by his spirit so why don't you think this year about how you could get more stuck into Jesus's family come along to community night in January starting on the 16th join a home group if you're under 18 sign up for fusion be a great way to get stuck into the church this year so so one choose number two church and number three is get changed Let me read you the verses that come immediately after the ones we've looked at already. This is the first two verses of Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? In other words, if you're in Jesus' family now, but, but you're still tempted to enjoy your sin a little bit, Think about how much you could get away with. Uh, Still live like you're in Adam in some way. Well, then forget it. Just because God is so kind and full of grace and forgiveness, it makes no sense to live like you're you're in in the same old family because you've moved families, haven't you? You've joined a different family. So that's why this year, think about how you can get changed Imagine an orphan living on the streets with not enough food to eat, old clothes uh, that don't fit him anymore. And then imagine, if you can, wonderfully, this, this, this child, this orphan, is adopted by the king. And the king brings this boy to his palace and gives him new clothes to wear and says, you are now my son. You are a prince. All that I have is yours to share. Now, come on, come on, son. I've laid on a huge banquet, a huge feast for us to enjoy together. Will you come and celebrate with me? But imagine instead this boy just goes out the back of the palace and starts rummaging through the kitchen bins looking for his dinner because that's just what he's used to. That's a bit what it's like to go on sinning as if we were still in Adam's family, if we're now in Jesus. It just makes no sense. Colossians chapter 3 actually uses the language of getting changed, putting on new clothes. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. These are now the new family clothes. So Paul says, wear them. For 2024... Alongside just thinking about your personal ambitions for the year, maybe, maybe you've got a new promotion to target or new fitness targets or things you want to buy or things you want to do. I wonder if you've given any thoughts to what item of clothing that you want to put on. 
more fully this year. Maybe there's a piece of clothing that you've been wearing from Adam's family that you actually need to, to fully take off. Maybe there's, there's something you need to throw away properly and put on something new a, new, a new Jesus jumper or something. Being humble and gentle with your words, perhaps. Being patient with your children or your spouse. Being content in what God has given you. Being hospitable, being open-handed and hearted with what you have with others. Being obedient to your parents, maybe. I wonder what it is. And why not ask God for his help with that today? So what have we seen this morning as we, as we wrap up? We've, we've met Adam and Jesus, haven't we? And we've seen that they're the same. They're both representatives. They're both heads of, of different families. But they're also different. They're the same, but they're different. Jesus was different from Adam because he was of the Holy Spirit. Instead of sin bringing death, he brought grace and therefore life. So what must you do? Well, first of all, you must choose. You must choose Jesus. You're not naturally in his family. This year, choose Jesus. And number two, you must get stuck in, therefore, into Jesus' family, into the church, his people. And three, you must get changed. You must stop acting like you're still an Adam. You must be more, more changed, more transformed into the likeness of Jesus, into the family likeness. Let's pray together now, shall we? Let's pray to help, uh, ask God's help for us as we do that. Kids, if it helps, do this with me as you pray. In fact, let's all do this. Hold out, hold out your hands for me in the air. This hand here is, is you, okay? This hand represents you. Hold out your other hand for me. This hand is Jesus. And if you choose to be in Jesus' family today, then you couldn't be closer to him. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for, for what he came to be at Christmas, our new representative, the head of a wonderful new family of your people who you've done so much for. You've forgiven us. You've kindly adopted us. You've made us into your own precious children, your own precious people, the church. And I pray that uh, for the rest of 2023, what's left of it, and for this whole new year coming up, that you would help us to prioritise the right things. That for those of us who are still exploring, still thinking about um, which family we want to be in, that you would help us, help those here to think that through. And please help them to see more and more about Jesus in the coming, uh, the coming weeks ahead. And I pray for, for all of us that you would help us to to prioritise the right things in 2024. Help us to get changed into the family likeness. Help us to, to work out, show us by your spirit where we need to change and help us to make those changes. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.